go. And welcome. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And this is the only podcast that says dreams make good stories, but everything important happens when you're awake. Nice. Yeah. That was from the uh, the new Dune trailer that was released this week. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you you didn't watch it? Nah. Well, it's gonna be a very <laughs> one-sided conversation then, because I was very pumped. Oh yeah. Yeah. Giving me more and more hope that this is going to be really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean and. I mean, I have high expectations as it is. I mean, we know that. Yeah. But, uh, oh, it looks so good. <laughs> like, it just, it looks right. Like, I, 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 I know that's an odd thing to say, but, like, having just read the book not too long ago, mm. like, I'm looking at things, and I'm like, yeah, that looks right, and that looks right, and, oh, they, they got that, you know. It, it looks like what Herbert describes in the book. And it's yeah. just beautiful, you know. Yeah. And I just I can't wait. I'm I'm very intrigued to see how this this actually gets pulled off. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, I I, I don't think it's gonna be a bad movie. I think it's gonna be a a, a beautiful movie. I think that you know the director has proven he can do this type of thing. If this is He's built for this and, you know, and everything. But, I mean, it's like it's like you've told me. You, you, you said, it's going to tank. Yeah. Like, they have to, like, from here until, was it, September 22nd or something? Whenever it comes out, I can't remember. They have to push the shit out of this. Yeah. Like, they have to convince you, the audience member, that this is an event you have to witness. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm honestly, like, I mean, you know, it, it's a, it's that for whatever reason, outside of Star Wars and Star Trek, sci-fi does not sell. I don't know why. Right. You know, and it, it's just that thing of like you, you you have to convince the audience that this is the next big thing. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. Like you have to find a way to kind of, and especially the complexities of Dune, like it's, it, it's 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 going to be good. I I know that. I can feel that in my bones. Like this is going to be well received from, from a critical standpoint, but I just I feel like audiences just aren't going to show up for it. Yeah, I don't think so, but they might. They might, but I mean, it's got to be like one of those situations where, like I said, like, I mean, you have to convince the audience, like, this is the next big thing. This is the next Avatar. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, that's the only other, like, out, outside of Star Wars and Star Trek, that's the only thing I can think of that's ever done anything from a sci-fi standpoint. And that was really based upon, you know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, that was a terrible story. Yeah, it's a terrible story, but it was a, it looked beautiful, mm. you know. So 
I guess we won't get into it, but man, that trailer looked really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. You're the Dune fan. I, I never was really that big of a Dune fan. I know, I know, but I know it's you know sand. That's <laughs> a lot of sand, but the story that's told within the sand is an important story. It's 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 a good story. Yeah, you know that's the key. <sighs> so how, how are you, sir? Oh, I was out in this heat all day. Oh. I had to repair a fence and uh, not a fence, but a railing. Yeah. Cheap ass railing. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I'm replacing a post or a section of fence like every year. Yeah. I'm like, why can't they make anything good in it? Yeah. So, it was just a pain in the ass, and everything was rusted, and it was just, it was a nightmare. I, I can't remember, like, in your backyard, is that, is that like, a a chain link fence you have, like a four-foot high chain link? No, that's a six-foot high chain link fence. Six-foot high, okay. But, that's not what I was working on. I was working on a railing at mom's. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. To go into the house. And then I also, oh, that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I did uh, some patchwork on the stairs, cementing. And then I did a lot of patchwork on the porch, did a lot of cementing there. Yeah. So, I'm tired. I bet. Sun drained me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was out in it for a little bit today, too. I, I had to mow the lawn. Yeah. Like, I haven't mowed in, like, a month. For real? Well, it's just like, like every weekend it rained. Yeah. You know, and so it'd be like, you know, I, oh, I need to cut the grass. And, well, you know, the weekend rolls around, you know, torrential downpour out there. Right. I'm not cutting the grass today, you know. And uh, finally, you know, the, this weekend's like the first like kind of really good weekend we've had in a while. Yeah. And, um, and also, I'm, like, I'm judging, like, I'm looking at the backyard. Like, I'm looking at the backyard, I'm saying, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, it's not that high. I look at the side in the front, and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like it, it, it's not that it was high. It's just that that grass is so thick. Right. You know. Um, it just, it, it, it makes for hard work when you're trying to cut it. It's, it, it cause, so it wasn't, like, very high. Right. Um, it, it, it was just, just very thick to try to cut through. And yeah. That's a pain in the ass. That's, because then you gotta make sure like you go over like like two maybe three times to make sure like you don't leave any like little mohawk strips, you know. Right. And that's a pain in the dick. I mean, yeah. So it's like, fuck. You know, like the back the backyard I got done in like ten minutes. The side and the front took me like another forty five. You know. Yeah, because it's high. Yeah. Yeah, no, again, not high, just very thick. Like, the growth was very thick, causing right. it, you know, the, the lawnmower to, like, you know, choke out and shit. I'm like, come on, man. Wow, <laughs> oh, you're sweating my balls off. 
work with oh, it's human. Yeah. Human today. Yeah. Been a very weird summer weather wise. It has been. Like, there have been moments where like the humidity has become absolutely unbearable and then there's like times where it's like you know 75 degrees and sunny and you're just like what the fuck is going on and then <laughs> you know the next day it's like you know thunderstorms that are shaking the house right and then it's you know, 55 degrees yeah it's weird like, what the hell is going on it's been a very <laughs> weird summer i agree you watch anything? Um, yeah, I did. I, I want Nancy. I, I convinced Nancy to watch The Boys. Oh, okay. And so she watched season one, and then between yesterday and today, we binge watched season two. <laughs> nice. Because I hadn't watched. For some reason, I just like it was like weird. Like I like I'd watched the first season, and then the second season came out like a couple weeks later, and then I just never watched the second season. Well, I finally got around to it. What did you think of the second season? Oh, it was really good. <laughs> like I I, I like the story, like everybody's story mm. that was involved with it. Um, it's it was a very like it, it very much felt like like a wrap up to the series. Like it yeah. felt weird like in that aspect where it was like it left it open enough that like okay I can see where season three will be, but at the same time like there was a part of me that was like I don't know if they knew they were being renewed or or what because this feels like an ending. Right, like, right. In a lot of ways. But um, but overall I I you know. <laughs> I just I really liked how they told the story. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch anything else. I did. I was gonna watch Masters of the Universe this weekend, but Nancy got me tied up with the boys. That's cartoon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard good and good and bad about it, so I'm intrigued to watch it. Mm-hmm. I watched Fear Street. Yeah, I saw that like Netflix released that trilogy three weeks in a row. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I finished that up. Quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was. Yeah, I've heard I've heard nothing but rave reviews for it. Yeah, it was. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Man? Good. So yeah, watch that. I think that's it. Uh, I watched um, Quiet Place Two. Oh okay, yeah. It was probably as good as the first. It was pretty yeah. damn. like real good. Yeah, I heard that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was excellent. So yeah, that's it for me. And I watched the first episode of Buck Rogers. The Gil Gerard <laughs> Buck Rogers. Yeah. Where'd you yeah. find that at? Uh, I don't know. One of my channels. Yeah. 
And it's Battlestar on it and Buck Rogers. Wow. Now, I, I, I have... No, actually, original... you have to pay for Battlestar. Okay. Like, I have the original Battlestar Galactica on DVD. Mm-hmm. Like, the first... Like, there was Battlestar 1980. I don't have that, but I have, like, the first Battlestar. Yeah. And, uh... That show was bad. <laughs> what, Battlestar? Yeah, I mean, it, it's... I, I, and the problem is it's cheesy. It's, it, it has that sev- that seventy cheesies kind of feel to it. There's a lot of good in in there. I mean, there's a lot of good in there. Um, but like it, it's still like like the end of every episode. Like they're kind of like they're a little too happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, like I I think like you know <laughs> they have like that that chips like laugh moment at the end of every episode. Yeah. You know, and you're just like. Like you're the last of your kind, struggling through through the void of space to find Earth. Uh, right. You shouldn't be this happy. And then you know, along comes the the battle re- Battlestar remake, which nobody was happy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. there was no laughter. <laughs> but uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it. it I mean, there, there are some things like I, I watch when I rewatched. I was like. Okay, I mean, that was a good episode, and this makes sense, and I I, I can see that, that why they did this, and but there's some things I'm just like, ooh, ooh, that's that's right out of the seventies, right, right, you know. But what was what was Buck Rogers like the, the the like the pilot episode of Buck Rogers that had to have been just filled with cheese. It was in a sense, but I kind of got into it for some odd reason. Okay, <laughs> like. Once I look past, like, certain things, I don't know. I kind of liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I might watch an episode tonight. Wow. Yeah, I was, I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked the whole, well, I liked the storyline. I, I liked how he was transported this time. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the man on a time aspect of it is interesting. Yeah, the story um, is good. Yeah. You know, um, That's why I think it could be remade today. Like, you could do a really cool version of Buck Rogers. Yeah. You know, but it, it's just, it's like, you know, that nostalgia factor. Well, first of all, if you, you can't go back to the original source material because it is racist. <laughs> you know, <laughs> extremely <laughs> racist. Um, like, but, uh, like, womanizer. Yeah, I mean, well, not yeah. only that, but I mean, like, but like the the villains were were um, Asians. Yeah, yeah. And so like 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 every like derogatory thing you could say about an Asian was used in those books. I'm like, holy shit, this is racist. I yeah. I feel like I'm going to a clan meeting reading this, you know. So yeah. I was like shocked by that. But like it was like you know, 1930s I think when that was written. Um. <laughs> You know, so I mean, I, I, I'm not to excuse the people of the '30s, but I mean, I, I, okay, I get it, I guess. But um, so like you couldn't go back to the source material, obviously, but uh, you could definitely do something very cool with that man out of time in the future, <laughs> like you know, 
he, he, he he's a, a pilot. He, you know, he, he was a, you know, flying experimental equipment, you know, shit like that. I mean, that could be interesting and like trying to acclimate him to the, the, the current times. And yeah, yeah. Like, I can see how that could work. Um, I just, again, I just kind of remember, like, like, the thing I remember is, like, like, Gil Gerard in really tight pants disco dancing a lot. I don't remember that. I mean, yeah, I don't like, know for much. Yeah. That's why I'm watching it, but. Yeah. But, um. But I will admit, like, like, next to the Viper, like, the Colonial Viper from Battlestar, like, the, those Earth fighters are some of the coolest looking fighters I, I like have ever been designed. Well, it's funny when, cause when they show them going out of the, I don't know. Launch tube. Launch tube. Yeah. It's the same thing as ballast. Yeah. It, well, cause it's the same people who, who produced it and made it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like right down to like the, the control, like the joystick is yeah, the yeah. same joystick from a, from a Viper. Yeah. yeah. You know? And yeah, it's, they just reuse graphics. Because <laughs> it was the same, I think it was the same production team. I, I think the same, like Glenn Larson, I think was his name. I think he produced or you know created both shows. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like one of those. So like they, they did, they just like you know, well, the save on special effects. We'll just take some of that Battlestar stuff and uh, reuse it here. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. I'll probably watch another episode tonight. I'm intrigued. Like, I, I hope you continue watching this. Like, I'll admit, I'm intrigued to hear how it holds up overall. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, the pilot episode can kind of pull you in a little bit because it's very interesting. But, like, because it wasn't, like, because it wasn't, like, overall overarching storytelling at that time. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just kind of, like, episodic. Like, the yeah. adventures of Buck Rogers. I'm intrigued to see how it kind of holds up overall yeah you know and like at what point do you like decide like okay buck's acclimating himself to the 23rd century way too easily <laughs> like you know there's got to be a bit of a learning curve here and he had very little of one you know yeah the acting wasn't too bad in this first episode because yeah. he was freaking out a little bit you know what i mean and they yeah. had couple scenes like that which i was like oh that's pretty good i mean it's that's actually pretty good acting yeah, yeah, I mean, like, not bad. Yeah. Not like it's Flash going fucking crazy. Yeah. Fucking rugby in Ming's Hall. Titus, <laughs> <laughs> are your men on the right vitamins? <laughs> like Dale Arden, you know. Go Flash, go, go Flash, go! Fuck! Oh, oh, oh but they, it's so classic. I love that shit. It, it, yeah, but the, there's a strong. This woman's a pretty strong female lead. And um, Wilma Darling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember Aaron. An oh, not Aaron Andrews. I, I I can't remember the actress's name. But she's pretty. Uh, and I like the, I actually like the whole theory of the computers. Yeah. You know, like, I like the fact that they've taken over sort of, you know what I mean? To save. Yeah. Mankind. 
the collective. Yeah. That shit's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah, Aaron Gray was uh, Colonel William Darling. Yeah. Wilma Darling. You know, get Twiggy and Dr. Theopolis. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't remember much about it. Like, I would actually be interested to kind of go back and watch this. <laughs> Only because, like, it's something, like, I haven't watched since I was a kid. Right, right. You know, like, I mean, it's something that does not come up. You know, it's like classic television. I'm, I'm sure, like, somewhere, like, you know, MeTV has it, has it on or something. But, yeah. like, it's just it's one of those things where, like, um, you know, you just don't see it. Like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't come up. And, and even like in pop culture, it doesn't come up that often. Like it's kind of forgotten about in a way. Like, you know, yeah, Gil Gerard is Buck Rogers. Let's put that to the side. You know, uh, <laughs> But, but there, I, I always thought there was a lot of good that came out of that. Like, especially like with the, uh, like I said, the, 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 the design of the, uh, the earth fighters, I always thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. I always thought like I, I always thought it was just a wasted opportunity. Like it, there was like more you could have done with like his story. And like they introduced characters, and there's like some reoccurring characters, like Princess Aurora, I believe, or I believe that was her name. Like you know, she comes back once or twice, but it's like overall, it was like it just became like you know, hey Buck, we need you to check out this planet. We we have an Earth colony here. We need you to look into. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah, when when that the I don't know I can't remember the bad the villain people are yeah but uh, the princess <laughs> yeah they came on for a ship to ship meeting boy and she came out probably worse than Leia's slave uh, slave outfit Java's slave outfit oh yeah <laughs> I remember that as a kid like oh. going like. Hello, nurse. <laughs> right. I mean, that was seventy nine. I just, you know, I because I just looked up on IMDb, so that that came out in seventy nine. So that was even before the slave Leia costume. It wasn't like they were trying to top it. Like it didn't even exist right. yet. You know. Right, right, right. We hadn't even had Empire yet when this came out. So. <laughs> right. It was like whoa. Yeah. How did you get away with this? And first words out of my mouth was like, "Who needs someone like that?" You got her. You got the fucking colonel, or whatever her name is. Like, yeah. I mean, full on. I mean, it's long sleeves, long pant. You know what I mean? Like, outfit. You know, yeah. like pilot outfit. Yeah. And she comes out freaking crazy. Yes. Yeah. Looks <laughs> like she's heading to a Greek orgy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And there's like sexual innuendos all over the place. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. 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 All over the place. <laughs> as, as, I, as I recur, Buck was a uh, a regular Captain Kirk as far as you know, getting as much uh, space snatch as possible. <laughs> right. You know. I thought it was pretty good though. I mean. Plus, constantly flirting with with Wilma. Like he was constantly like like she wasn't giving up, so he was like, "Well, I'll, I'll hit everything else, but I'm still hitting. I'm I'm looking to hit that. <laughs> we will hook up at some point. <laughs> right. You're constantly coming to my bachelor pad. 
So come on. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I thought it was there. Yeah. I'll watch another episode tonight. Yeah. That's cool. That's a that's a cool throwback that like, you know. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're doing it because it's like one of those cool just like a cool thing. It's like, wow. That's a, that's kind of impressive. <laughs> you know. I used to love it as a kid. I just don't remember any, hardly any of it. Uh, I remember know, uniform. Yeah. I remember her. I remember Twiggy, but I forgot about Doc, the doctor that Twiggy wore around his neck. Yeah, because I think he goes away next season. That sucks. Like, because like they do this weird thing. Like, I I remember this is how I remember. Like, like they do the first season, I think, and it's like they're on Earth, and then for some reason, Buck and Wilma leave Earth. Dr. Theopolis stays behind to try to solve the problems of Earth while they're trying to find some another planet to live on. And that's when the eagle guy comes in. The what? The, the, the eagle-looking guy. He's got, got, like, feathers for hair. And I don't know. He also has a very cool ship. It's, like, got, like, claws and shit. Like, it's, 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 he becomes, like, their friend. I don't I can't wait to watch it. Oh, yeah. But I like Dr. Theopolis. Dr. Zetas, Dr. Zetas, Dr. Zetas. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, like, <laughs> at that point, like, all Twiggy becomes is just, like, a, a, a reason to use Mel Blanc's voice after that. You know, oh, oh, boy, Buck. You know, you get a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. But I liked the doctor. I thought that was a really interesting part of the show. Yeah. Like, sort of, like, onboard psychologist trying to yeah. help them. I, I yeah. don't know. I thought that was pretty neat. Anyway, that was the best Phil Hartman he's ever done voiceover in my life. I've ever I've ever watched. Yeah. That Simpsons episode with Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yeah. Where he played Doc. <laughs> yeah. He played. You goddamn dirty ape. Yeah. I fucking love that. Uh, classic. And only the leave it to the Simpsons to fucking. Uh, Use Rock Me Amadeus and change it to Dr. Zetas, Dr. Zetas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, that was like back when The Simpsons were fucking fantastic. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, back in the day when you were just like, holy shit, this is funny stuff. Like, you know, mm. now it's just like you get the occasional chuckle when you watch that shit. But yeah, but it was, good, then, for, it was good, though, for a good many years. Yeah. Like, there's a 10-year run. Like, it's funny. Like, you sit there and you say, well, wow, it was a 10-year run about 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, where you're like, they were right. phenomenal. Right. And, like, it's been downhill ever since. And it's like, holy shit, how long has this show been on the air? But the characters they made up for that show are fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they were. Yeah. So good that... Uh, I mean, I still quote Flanders. I mean, like, yeah. I quote Homer. I, I quote them all. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good show. I mean, the, the, the episode where, you know, Mr. Burns brings in the the Major League Baseball players for the, the, the softball team. You know, <laughs> you know Daryl Strawberry still getting booed. I mean, it, it's shit like that. Like, uh, that was a great episode. Like, it, it's shit like that. Like, you're just like, wow. Like, you know. <laughs> this show was amazing at one point, you know. 
It was. You know, now it's kind of on cruise control. But, man, back in the day, like, it was a 10-year run of, like, complete greatness. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of art, artistic stuff going on with the show. But it always it, it, their artistic side always came out in the Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. Like, and that was, like, they just kind of, like, all right, do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they still do, like, what you want. Like the Treehouse of Horror episodes are still like the, like the probably the best episodes they put out every year. Yeah, like that's probably the only one like I kind of look forward to and kind of say, well, okay, well I need to watch that. Right, right. You know, but outside of that, it's like everything else is like, I catch an episode, and I'm like, man, that was a that was a turd. Yeah. You know, and other times where you're like, oh, they, they they put out a good episode, but Treehouse of Horror is usually like usually like, like their best stuff of the year. Yeah, it is. It, it's funny, right? I mean, they just kind of like, all right, free rank, do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Get creative. Funny. Indeed. Yeah. So, this is an oddball conversation piece. Like, the Olympics started this week. Yeah, I was. And I, first of all, I'll be honest, I was surprised they even took place. So I don't know, I thought it was I, because they're having a COVID burst right now. Yeah. Like, I, and like one of the things I was very surprised that they did was they still had the opening ceremonies. Yeah. Like, I, I like there was no crowd. There was no people in the stands. But, and limited number of athletes. Yeah. But still, they, they held the opening ceremonies, which I was like, hmm, man, that seems like a. You know, a super spreader event, but okay. You know, <laughs> um, but one one of the things, one one of the big big stories that's already come out of the Olympics before they even started, um, was the beds that the athletes are sleeping on in the uh, Olympic Village. Yeah. I don't know if you you heard about this, but they're apparently made of cardboard. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, the reason for that is, you know, it's a sustainability issue that that cardboard can be recycled and used for something else later on down the line, which, in all honesty, makes complete and total sense. Yeah. Until you remember that basically the Olympics are nothing more than a Greek orgy as well. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm not like they hand out. Like, hand to God, they hand out, like, 100,000 condoms in 17 days. They do. They do. It's, like, a ridiculously high number of condoms that are used. Like, the, the and supplied by the Olympic Committee at the Olympic Village. And, like, so people were saying these beds are supposed to be anti-sex beds because of the fear of the spreading the COVID. Yeah. And they've demonstrated that the beds can support up to 400 pounds, which, you know, is normally what, you know, you get with two people, <laughs> you know, but it, it's just this funny thing of like, like the first thing people were talking about, was like, well, they're anti-sex beds. They don't want the, the athletes fucking, which I mean, again, goes on every fucking year. They've tried to limit it. They've they've put in rules where like once your your competition is over, you have twenty four hours to vacate the Olympic Village. Like there's all sorts of like oddball rules that they put in place because they've gotten this reputation of being basically a mini Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. 
<laughs> wow. I did. Yeah. There you go. You learn something new every day, my friend. I had no. I, I had no idea. Well, th- I mean, think about it for just a second. I mean, if you really think about it, you 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 have people at, at the first off the peak of physical performance. These are usually very attractive people. They're people from all over the world, and you're putting them in a very confined setting. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> you're gonna fuck like rabbits. <laughs> I just had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just didn't. Even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because you hear you hear about it all the time, like you know, you know the the stories out of the Olympic Village of like you know the hijinks that take place, <laughs> you know, and uh, which is why like a lot of, like the high end athletes, I mean, it's not just like because they don't want the Olympic experience, you know, of like being in the village and stuff like that, but it's just you know you get away from those hijinks. It, it I mean, it's because it's like going to a frat party. A lot of times at the Olympic Village, you know. Yeah. So, like, if you're a, one of those higher end athletes, like you're 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 renting yourself a uh, a house, or you know, you're staying at a high end hotel. Like, you know, the, the the men's basketball team doesn't. The U.S. men's basketball team doesn't stay at the Olympic Village. Right? You know, they they're staying at the the Hyatt. You know, because you don't need those. Guys. You don't need <laughs> no fucking fifteen year old girl in your bed. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, that's the thing, like, you know, so it's like this amazing, like, like weird thing of like, you know, well, this is what these athletes do. Well, you know, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but these beds like made like news because like even like, like normal people were just like, oh, I just don't want them to fuck. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's an extreme measure, you know. It makes sense. I mean, I mean it makes sense. It makes sense from the sustainability, from the green issue. Like the green aspect of it makes sense to me. Like, and from the sound of things, like you said, like you know, they're meant they're meant to support four hundred pounds. Right. Well, you know, I don't think you're gonna have a problem with too many people. You know, two, three people exceeding that weight limit. You know. Right. That fourth person may need to tag in later on. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They changed but the sheets. Just, it looks like a brown paper bag from five guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yuck. I think we'll just burn this one. This is unrecyclable. (laughs) (laughs) They come across beds and they hit the Godzilla alarm. Fuck the body pillow. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, right, dude. Oh. Get on the ground. What the fuck? <laughs> it looks like a bag <laughs> from five guys. 
<laughs> That's tremendous. That's the line of the show. <laughs> Yuck. I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, how do you keep that? I mean, how do you keep that even sanit- sanitary? I mean, I guess it's maybe hard gar- hard cardboard. I don't know. I. Well, I mean, like the the bed frame is what's made of. Like it's a mattress isn't made of cardboard, but the bed frame itself is. Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, it's, but it's a matter of, yeah, but it's a matter of like, again, like that whole situation of like, well, you know, how if the bed frame can't support. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I guess that would be kind of weird if it was me. I, I, dude, I've seen Japanese people getting into space pods to sleep. They oh, have, yeah. fucking, which actually look quite comfortable. <laughs> there's that whole there's an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer was you know keeping them in in uh, dresser drawers. Yeah. <laughs> you know he was running out his dresser drawers for them to sleep in. Yeah. So I yeah. You know, like in those massive sleep, you know, like what's I don't even know, like hotels and shit. They have like regular rooms and then they have these sleep pods. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it's the neatest yeah. thing in the world, but well, you're rent out for like twenty bucks a night or fifteen, ten bucks a night. Sleep I mean, it's kind, it, it's kind of like when you get like a, you know, a sleeper room on a like an Amtrak train. Yeah. You know, like you know, the, the, those things are designed like you know, it, it's a it's an eight foot by eight foot room, which is like luxury on an, on an Amtrak train, and you know. Like the, the bed pulls down from the ceiling, and you know all sorts of of shit. Like it's all it's all designed to like everything is functional. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, <clears throat> but when you live in a city like like a city like that where space comes at a commodity, you know, you take the four foot by four foot room so you can sleep in the pod. Right. You know. I think Here in America, we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not sleeping in a pod. <laughs> you know. Hey, man, if you're traveling and you need somewhere place to cheat to stay. But, like, like my, my point is, like, like, here in the States, like, we, 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 like, we mock the idea of, of, like, the tiny house. Yeah. You know. But meanwhile, like, in New York... Like oh honestly like like a sixteen like a, a, a ten foot by ten foot apartment is like twelve hundred dollars. Right, right, right. You know. And that that's that ten foot by ten foot includes your bathroom, you know, and and everything. Like it's not you know, so it's like one of those deals where it's like, you know the square space, depending on where you live, you know, becomes a, a, a high commodity. So like in New York City, you know, one of the most populous cities in the country let alone the world like yeah like that that's what you're paying for for space yeah here in pittsburgh with like you know i'd like 50 bucks <laughs> right you know it's a, that's a it's a crack house <laughs> right. you know <laughs> so 
So there's our Olympic reporting. That's all the Olympic reporting you're going to get from me. I, I, I did not. Like, did you watch the opening ceremonies? I did not. Uh, I was watching. I was just watching skateboarding for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, uh, women's soccer. We recorded that. I watched that. Yeah. And. Women's soccer, skateboarding, beach volleyball was on for a while, and uh, uh, water polo, which I think is just weird. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't like that sport. It's like soccer without drowning. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. I don't quite... I mean, it's got to be physically fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, for real. I mean, you have to be physically, like, I can't even begin to even tell you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, like, you can only have one hand on the ball, and then you have a 20-second clock or whatever. and It's crazy. Yeah. I just, I don't really enjoy it. No. No, I, I don't get it. I, thought it, I always put it like in, well, it's not curling, but I like curling for Winter Olympics. But um, yeah. I was trying to find something like that in the summer games that I liked. But <clears throat> I mean, I like watching table tennis, as weird as that is. Because I think that is just like, it's like, and the reason I like table tennis is just because it's like, their hand and eye coordination are so sick. Yeah. That I just can't even begin. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not like me and you playing ping pong. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. fucking crazy. They get into these fucking slam battles, and it's like, yeah. Holy shit. I just find that, I don't know how you, I mean, I mean, I've been slammed on, of course, and I'm slammed, you know, slammed. But uh, to keep going back and forth six feet from the table, (laughs) like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I mean, that ball is traveling. It's just, I don't know. That's just, I think it's just extreme skill for a hand and eye coordination to be able to hit a back like that with accuracy. That's crazy. It's nuts. No, I agree with you. Like, I mean, that that's that's what I I can't get into it because it's like it's that sport where I'm just like this just doesn't make any sense, right? You know, um, but I think it's a true sport of skill, though. Right? You no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. I'm I'm just saying it's like it's like one of those ones I have a hard time getting into because it's like I look at it and I just go, like I've played ping pong, and like well I know I'm not anywhere near a professional level. Like, it's not that I'm anywhere near it. It's, it's, I am light years away from it, you know, compared <laughs> to what these guys are doing, you know. Like, real, like, competitive ping pong is like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I think, I guess, you know, I guess you have that in every, you know, Olympic sport. You know, there's a certain, you know, some people run, some play people, some people play ping pong. Some people skateboard. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, like, I but they're like the oddball ones. Like, I mean, you know, there's, you know, skeet shooting. 
Yeah. That's an Olympic sport, you know. Skill to hit it, though. It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, how are we not getting, you know, gold, bronze, and silver, you know, gold, silver, and bronze in that? Yeah. Like, that That should be, like, like they should be, like, you know, look, the Americans have an unfair advantage. Can we can we stop this? <laughs> you know? Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think, like, fencing. Like, you know, that that's, you can watch Olympic fencing. Yeah. Like the summer, I mean, both both the summer and the winter Olympics have like these oddball things where you're just like, how how was that fucking an, an Olympic event? There's curling. I fucking yeah. love. Oh yeah. And that's weird. Yeah. It's like, like, fucking Arctic shuffleboard. Yeah, <laughs> but then like like the Winter Olympics also has that like what's that one where like I mean you're you're like cross country skiing with a rifle on your back yeah. and you gotta stop and shoot shit. Yeah, it's like you a decathlon. It's weird. Yeah, it's like it's like some sort of like batshit crazy like, and it's just like who thought this fucking up? Yeah, I see. What I don't like is the um, I'm not really into cross country. I just I find it so fucking boring. Um, and I, in long distance running, I can care less. Even, yeah. even when you get into those big races, you know, like, yeah. uh, around the track where, where it's like three miles or some shit or four yeah. miles, I don't fucking know. Um, I, I just, I tune it out. Like I, I can't yeah. watch, like I, I'll watch badminton for Christ's sakes over, over, um, that long distance running. I, I just, yeah. I can care less. There's yeah. nothing that inspires me about long distance running. I get it. You have longevity. Go for hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but even in that thing with the gun and the cross country skiing, you compare that to Bob's. I love Bob's <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Cause it's fast paced, just like sprinting. Yeah. I love sprinters. You know what I mean? Just cause it's over and done and bam. You know what I mean? And you got like the the, the skeleton, which is like <laughs> they're just basically on like a you know a red rider sled. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's the thing I don't understand about the Olympics. Like, I don't understand how some people just don't die. <laughs> yeah. Like the slalom. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's like, I think I'm. I think I'm, like. The high ski jump, the highest one they have. Yeah. Where they're basically flying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're that high up. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine being that high, fucking high in the air. I mean, no. they're like hundreds of feet up. I mean, like, how are they even coming down? I, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. And you fuck up, you, you're dead. I mean, like, you're fucking dead. Yeah. I like downhill. I like that. I like, um, I like downhill, too. I think that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Racing? That's fucking. I mean, you're going, like, I don't even know, fast. Yeah, like 30 miles an hour downhill. You wipe it, you're done. Notice how there's no trees around. Yeah. That's the agony of the feet guy. Huh? That's the that's the you know from from the old wide world of sports like the agony of the feet. Yeah. 
Like that was him. Like he he was downhill skiing. Yeah. He wiped out, you know. Yeah. I do like watching snowboarding and stuff like that. I, I like I like the Olympics. You know I did. I fucking yeah. love the Olympics. But there are just some sports that I just can't. There's long swimming races too. I can't watch, but I like swimming. Yeah. And I like diving. I don't know. I'm weird, man. I like all that shit. Oh, you're the target audience then, because yeah, I didn't get into any of it. I like the Olympics. I just don't like the long ass races. I just. <clears throat> like that's also. Did you see like the the, the um? I think it was like the Norwegian handball team which is a volleyball team apparently mm. um like they got fine because they wanted to wear shorts instead of could be bikini bottoms really yeah like I, it's like it's like the like to me like it's the honest fucking thing in the world like <laughs> women's volleyball fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like it's like for professionals, I get it. Like, exploit your body to draw an audience. <laughs> okay, I like, but even then, I like, it's like still like sometimes a little bit uncomfortable to watch because, like, I mean, like, it's like the cameraman is like, you know, right up her ass. It's like, like, like dude, you're, you're. Did they get a porn guy to do this? You know, <laughs> I think it's one of the most sexist things in the world. But I guess it is. they wear it. I mean, they, they're the ones. Yeah. But they protested it because they wanted to wear like shorts, right? And they, they they were fined for it. And like the IOC was like, no, you have to wear bikini bottoms. And it's like, wow. Well, then um, their response should have been, well, we need to put the male volleyball players in banana hammocks. Right. I like because like because then I I saw a picture. And I was like, well, here's the Norwegian handball team men and women like and there's like a picture of combined the guys like wearing like like what look like basketball jerseys essentially and uh-huh. like you know like bike shorts right you know and the chicks are like you know basically in sports bras and bikini bottoms and i'm like <laughs> wow of course i'm gonna get blast because i said chicks but like still like wow like you, you know that, that is uh-huh yeah, I've never seen handball coverage before. Yeah. Ever. But, but it's, it's volleyball. I think that's what they call it is handball. Like, it, uh, if the official Olympic title of it is handball, but it's volleyball. Uh, like, you know, soccer is football. Okay. Um, Yeah, the guys wear normal clothes. Yeah. I mean, the chicks, I mean, and it sucks, too, because they wear these... <laughs> They wear these bikini, the bikini shit, and they're like six five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah. You're showing everything. But like I said, like like for like women's vo- women's volleyball, like even if like you watch like the professional tour, which I will occasionally, because like I, I I enjoy watching volleyball. Yeah. You know, and so like women women's beach volleyball, and you know like the camera guy is just like like. Like shooting like right between her legs, and you're just like, is this Sven from you know, from Bang Bros? You know, doing getting get a side hustle here with Fox Sports doing this, you know, right, right, right. Like holy hell, 
but that's like like how they shoot that shit and everything is even sexist. You're, you're like a, a guy's volleyball is much different, you know. Right. You're not seeing that, but you know, women women's professional volleyball, like they are right, right, right there. You're just like, holy shit, you know. Hmm. I just want to see some good volleyball. You're not seeing a sack of onions. Yeah. <laughs> There's no bat wing being shown here. Nah, nah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how the commentators keep it serious. <laughs> like, yeah. I I don't. I mean, like. You know what I mean? I just, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel bad for that. I mean, like, they should wear whatever they want to wear. You know what and I mean? That was, then, like, what they would do, like, this is, like, the worst part. Like, this is where, like, because I've seen guys do this. And I think, like, UFC kind of banned it. Where, like, they would have, like, the temporary tattoo put on, like, their back or their belly of, like, you know, some casino. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, that they would be sponsored by. I think volleyball so, like, did it too. Professional yeah, that's volleyball. what I'm saying. Like volleyball yeah. players would do it. Like, but the women, but like, but the women would like have it. Like, like I would, if if I, if if that's the case, like if I'm a if I'm a woman, I'm a woman beach volleyball player, I'd be like, you know, look, I got two tits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can put your logo on one and somebody else's logo on the other. It's a thousand bucks a boob, <laughs> you know. Right. Or anywhere. I mean, there's so much <laughs> yeah. space. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, like that was like one of those other things that came up with from the Olympics. So I thought it was like oddly interesting. <laughs> so on the nerd news, um, yeah. the big nerd news this week is uh, apparently Zack Schneider's uh, production company has signed a two-year first look deal. With Netflix. Okay. I thought that was already in the works. Well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like he, he, apparently he signed a deal and that dealt with, um, a lot of the army of the dead stuff. Like, I, uh, I know that they're doing, um, thieves of the uh, army of thieves, which is, you know, the safe, the guy's a safe cracker. He, it's like another heist movie, kind of, but in that same universe. Uh-huh. And they're doing an animated series, and apparently, you know, they were talk in talks to do a, a sequel to that. But I think this is on on top of the Army of the Dead deal that that uh, Zack Schneider has. This is a another deal for first look for his production company. Okay. Um. So, and, and also, I, mean, I guess this is also separate from. From what I understand, from what I read here, it's also separate from his Rebel Moon movie, which is another separate deal he had signed with Netflix. So he's got like three separate deals with Netflix. Right. One for two of them for specific properties, and this is just an overall first look deal. I see. So, um, I guess the question that I'll throw to you is, do you do you think it's a cool idea that 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 Zack Schneider is going to be given? Like it seems like he's cutting ties with WB completely, um, and kind of doing something on his own with, with Netflix. And do you think that's a good idea, or does he need maybe a, a studio like Warner Brothers kind of reining him in a little bit? No, I think Netflix is fine. I mean, it'll give it'll give him a lot of freedom. I think that's why he's going that way. Yeah, 
I think so too. Like, uh, I, I feel like, like as much as I love Sucker Punch, I think Sucker Punch is amazing, but it's a batshit crazy movie. And it, I feel like that's the movie that Warner Brothers was like, well, let's let Zach do whatever the fuck he wants and yeah. see what he comes up with. And this is what he came up with. And they're like, okay, we need to reel him in a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. I I think. I mean, Netflix, you know, if they don't like it, they'll just fucking can it. If it's a series. You know what I mean? Right. They've canned everything I've fucking watched. <laughs> yeah. The, the Mist. Fucking... What else they canned? Jupiter. Yeah. They canned the zoo. They canned. They've canned everything I've watched. So. Well, what the fuck. The, the zoo wasn't Netflix as a cancel. That was canceled by CBS, and then Netflix is is showing it. Yeah. So CBS is the one that canceled that. Yeah. Um. I, I just I find it interesting. Like I said, I, I think this is about creative freedom for for Zach, and I'm interested to see what he comes up with based right. upon. Because I think you saw with, like, <clears throat> given the creative freedom with Army of the Dead, he was able to do something kind of cool. Uh, you know, obviously Rebel Moon is very, very interesting to me just because of the, you know, the description he's given about how it's, you know, based upon the Seven Samurai. Yeah. And uh, but I, I I do like I'm I'm very interested to see what Zack Snyder just kind of comes up with where he's like, okay, this is what I want to do and I have the freedom to do it now. <coughs> I granted yeah. Net, Netflix has to greenlight it. He just can't make it, but they have to greenlight it. They they have the first look to to you know see if it's something that they want to you know finance essentially. Right. Before you can shop it around, but right. I. It just it sounds to me like like Zach is kind of like okay I'm done with studios I'm done with Warner Brothers is what I want to move on to. Yeah, they fucked me over enough. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but with it being a two year deal, like you know maybe you get two maybe three movies out of this. Yeah. They said Netflix has given us a lot of freedom, but they have also embraced the idea of trying new things and not necessarily waiting for a success before moving ahead. One of the things that's already in development is an Army of the Dead sequel that Snyder will presumably direct. He's co-writing the script with Shay Hatton, who co-wrote the original. Plus, Rebel Moon is also envisioned as something that can launch sequels and series. The Hollywood Reporter says Zach previously referred to it as a massive IP in a universe that can be built out. Plus, Schneider's developing a project that will serve as the feature directorial debut of Damon Caro, who served as a second unit director and stunt coordinator in several Zack Schneider movies. This seems to be following in the footsteps of the Russo brothers, who helped give their second unit guy, Sam Hargreave, his first shot at a big time directing the Chris Helmsworth starring Extraction. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. So. I like that movie a lot. Like so, it's, and the the they like said the key to this is it's not a Zack Snyder first look deal. It's a production company, like his production company. 
So it could be something that's not directed by Zach or even like written by Zach. It could be something that somebody else, like his second unit director, um, Damon Caro, you know, they have an idea, they get it written and they go through the process. So I think that's kind of a cool thing that some of these guys are trying to give other directors an opportunity. Right, right. Like I'll, I'll help produce it. I've got a first look deal with Netflix for financing. Let's see what we can do. Right. Like, I mean, that brings a lot of big names under Netflix tent now, too. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, Spielberg, his production company, has that, that deal with Netflix. And um, Scorsese has a deal with Netflix. And, you know, and now Zack Schneider. I mean, there's a lot of big names that are falling into this this first-look tent under Netflix for uh, for their for their product. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. What we need is Ron Howard in there. Ronnie Howard, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need Ron Howard to make Solo too. Huh? I need Ron Howard to make Solo too. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Uh, no, I wish, want- that's what I'm saying. I need. That's. Uh, I don't need him working at Netflix. I need him working at Disney on Solo too. <laughs> They're not gonna do it. They, nobody likes Solo. The problem is, everybody I know that's watched it has come back and said it's much better than I thought it was going to be. It was a very good movie. I liked it a lot. You know, I got to go over the fact that it wasn't Harrison Ford as Han Solo. I, I was able, I enjoyed the story. A lot of people have all agreed on this. Like, like even people who like skipped it in theaters and watched it on Disney Plus to come out and said like, eh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. You know, so it, it's just there was so much bow and hatred coming off of the last Jedi that Solo 2 suffered. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I thought Solo was a, a well-done movie. Yeah. You know? It was a good origin story. I mean, I thought it was pretty damn good. It was fast Donald Glover as Lando was amazing. Yeah, I, I thought it was fast-paced. I thought Woody Harrelson was good in it. Yeah. I thought the whole thing was good. It was very intriguing. It had twists. I mean, yeah, I thought it was really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It was a. It was a good story. It was a good, solid Star Wars movie. Yeah, the Lando thing. That was the cream of the crop as far as yeah. Acting. Yeah. That's that ass shit going on right there. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, but I mean, it's, so it's frustrating. It like, it's frustrating. It like there was so much, just, venom. From like that that Star Wars troll community, yeah. And I think it also suffered because it was like you know the last Jedi came out in December and this was coming out in May, so there was only like you know five months between Star Wars movies. But you know, I but I think more more so it was just you know we're so angry at Star Wars we're not going to go see Solo. <laughs> and you know it was like the lowest grossing Star Wars movie ever and that's I mean after that I mean that's when they shut down everything except for you know the episode 9 right you know after that they were like you know any other solo projects like, like I mean that like like one shot movies like, like that they just put completely on hold you know which is a shame yeah but I just 
I really like Solo. I mean, yeah. like it was just there was a lot of things in that. Like it was kind of explanatory, but it didn't go on in depth about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you saw, you saw Lando and you saw the capes and you understood and you get it and kind of get that background and then we moved on. They didn't dwell on it. They didn't like wasn't part of the real story. You know what I mean? Like um, the robot, phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And and it was a weird relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that she was integrated into the Falcon was fucking amazing. Right. Like, that's and why she, I, and that's why the Falcon can can jump to light speed so quickly, and that's why you know all the advances right. the Falcon has is because of that robot. And they call her she, and like yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah, it all blends in. You know what I mean? Um, so there was a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. The only, the, I think the only part that I didn't like were the mangy Wookies they brought out. Yeah. But other than that, they were pretty good. I like the fact that they brought Wookiees in. I thought that was, like, amazing to me. Not just, like, some headshot or sitting at the table. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Or, I mean, they were in there a little bit. Um, But I like the fact that, you know, like, there were Wookiees in it. They just, I don't know. They just didn't look right. They had tapeworm or something. Yeah. I was going on with them Wookiees. The only thing, the only time I've ever seen an origin story kind of hit every beat it needed to and did so in a fashion that it didn't beat you over the head with why, like how it was doing this is uh. the first 15 minutes of um, The Last Crusade. With, yeah. You know. Like, yeah. that's the origin story of Indiana Jones told in 15 minutes. Yeah, it was perfect. You know. But it was good because then it flashed right to him. Remember? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Still chasing the cross of Cortez. Correct, yeah. It was you bad. Yeah, that it was, was great. Talk about well-directed. I mean, that was really, that was, like, perfect. Right. Well, I should say written. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, yeah, the, you know, yeah. the, like, the, cause, like the, the explorer, he's like, you know, he puts his hat on. River Phoenix's head, and when the head comes back up, it's Harrison Ford. You're like, oh, that was perfect. Yeah, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, that, that was, was like a great part. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great part. Yeah. The animals didn't look too good though. But I mean, like that draft. Did. <laughs> no. The draft but, wasn't. But, but like, no. the, like, like the weird stuff, like okay, like the bull whip, like you know, he grabs the bull whip, and then he, cut, you know, gets the, the the cut on the chin that you know is the scar. Right. You know? right. Like, I mean, it, it incorporated everything you needed. Like, it's like he became Indiana Jones in this one little adventure. Right. 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 You know, like that's like the origin of this this great character that we know, and it all happened right here. This in this one adventure he was on. You know, trying to save the cross of Cortez. Like, it was, like, really well done. Right. <clears throat> that was a really good film. It is. I mean, it's probably the best of the three. Like, I still 
mm. prefer Temple of Doom myself because I just like the darkness of it. But uh, like, like Raiders, even with all the sand. Yeah, but like, I mean, there is just something about that movie. I mean, I, and I think part of it is that the charm of Sean Connery is, is Henry Ford. You Maybe. know, or Henry Jones, not Henry Ford. Jeez, Henry Ford. Yeah. <laughs> I did like him. I like the whole umbrella thing with the birds thing, too. Yeah. It was, like, amazing. It was, like, you almost expected, like, fucking Miyagi music in the background when he was doing it. <laughs> like, there's so many cool things. Like, like there's, like, moments where, like, he's, like, Indy's, like, my dad has to be impressed. And his, his dad's just sitting there, like, you know, Really? This isn't archaeology, you know. But like, right. like, like that entire bike chase scene after they break out of the castle, yeah. you know, like that entire thing. Like it's like Indy's like trying that to impress. Thing is javelin. Yeah, Indy's like <laughs> trying to like just impress his dad, and his dad's just like, that's not archaeology. We have to go to Germany. <laughs> right. Go to Heart of the Beast. You know, you're just, that's a horrible Connery impression. I'm sorry. But the no ticket scene. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's phenomenal. <laughs> the fact that they slept with the same woman. Yeah. The discovery yeah. of that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Tremendous. You know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It's shit like that. I mean, it, it was like such like a well done movie. Was, and I like the, also like the fact that he always that he was calling out his he was he was always saying dad yeah dad you know what i mean like yeah it was but it was cool i mean it was like it made sense i also like the part at the end where sean connery was talking while he was dying and ford was talking the same thing yeah like ford had learned everything that his father taught him yeah do you know what i mean like they were commu- not communicating, but yeah, they were kind of going through the same steps together, one yeah. in death and trying to save him. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was really good. Only the Pitman Man shall pass. The pit man. <laughs> Only the Pitman Man shall pass. You know. Right. I mean, I love it. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was yeah. just it was a really done, well done film. I mean, you're yeah. probably right. It was probably the best of it. I mean, but it I, probably is. It's, it's Jones tough. still was a place for me because I had yeah. never seen anything like that. And when I saw no. that shit, I was like, damn, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's the only movie that I know, really. I mean, that's the only movie I ever looked at. I, quite honestly, like growing up as a kid, like, you know, you see space movies, you want to go to space. And da, 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 da. But when I saw that movie, I was like, damn, I want to be that guy. That's yeah. what I want to do for I want to be an archaeologist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I want to teach at a college and go on adventures. And yeah. Find the Ark of the Covenant. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's some, that's some serious-ass shit. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And travel. Yeah, it, yeah, it's such a good fucking movie. Like, all three of them are, like, great movies. Like, and Marion was so good in yeah. Sala in the yeah. first one that it was just... Like, it wasn't corny. Like, even the corny, so-called corny moments were actually pretty cool. Yeah. The gun, bad dates. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Like everything, yeah. everything the, what you would expect to be kind of corny actually end up being really cool. That's no. That's when you know you have a good movie. When even your corniness is fucking good. Yeah. The snake in the plane. Yeah. <laughs> the snakes in the tomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When he rolls over, he's just like snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? You know. Marion goes, "I'm your goddamn partner." That's fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking. That's some good shit. Yeah. Anyway. And even in two, like I mean, again, like I know it's like you know, hate like not not nearly as beloved, but like, and there's that scene where again, like he comes up with the sword guys, and he goes for the gun, and the gun is not there now, and he's like, <laughs> you know, he turns and runs, like you know, right. it's shit like that that was like so good, like you know, I didn't mind two, I just didn't like her. Yeah, I couldn't stand her. Yeah. Like, and it got, so wimpy. Yeah, she like, was just especially after Ray, Marion, who was so strong, right? As a character, and like she can fucking hold her alcohol and fucking. Yeah. She hold was her ruthless. Own in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, she was fucking ruthless. And then like you bring her in, it's just kind of like, nah. I mean, I didn't mind short run at all. I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah. But, and it, even the corniness from him was not that bad. Yeah, you call him Dr. Jones. No, but it was cool, yeah. though. Yeah. But at the same point, it was just kind of like, what are you doing? Why are you, Why is this movie being made? Why are you coming out of a plane on a fucking raft? I mean, that's just... You know what I mean? Like, it was right. like... It was sort of, like, unbelievable from the moment you started watching it. And then it just got even dumber. You know I mean... Do I appreciate the movie? Yes. Do I think it holds a place? Yes. Do, is there, are there really cool parts in it? Yes. Are there really dumb parts just for gross factor stuff? Yeah. And that's what ruined it. The bugs and the monkey brains and all that kind of crap. That yeah. was just a fucking show. It's like they ran out of fucking shit to talk about. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's the story suffered, I thought. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I get your point. And I mean, it does because, you know. Apparently, I was, you know, Lucas was going through his divorce, so he wrote a dark story. Yeah, I but, guess. I don't know. But it's like it's like a thing of like, yeah, I get your point, like to a certain extent, but it's a, like like the the table scene's important because you've got the comedy with William Short round at the dinner table, offset by the conversation, you know, Indy's having. About the tradition of, you know, Kali Ma and all that shit, you know, and, you know, being assured that, you know, the, those rituals are no longer practiced at the temple and whatnot. And it's like, oh, OK, OK, yeah, mm hmm. Sure, sure. <laughs> Another thing I didn't like either is each one of them had their own fight. Like Indy had his fight with him and she had a fight with whatever. I can't remember who she was fighting. Short round was fighting the king or prince. Yeah. Like, you know, if there was a dog there, they would probably be fighting. The cat would be fighting. The two rats would be fighting. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, but then, but that's offset though. You get the, the you get the, the great, you know, uh, the chase scene, and the the mine shaft. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's fantastic. Like, you know, whatever you think of it, that's a fantastic chase yeah. scene. You know. 
And the bridge scene at the end is amazing. He? The bridge scene at the end is amazing. Yeah. You know. Into the Crocs. Yeah. He's not he's not crazy. <laughs> you know, everybody's like tying themselves down. <laughs> right. You know. Uh Anyway. Anyway. In the end. I don't know what this new one's going to look like. I mean, he's fucking 80 years old. I mean, like, I love the man. I do. I, I honestly do. I, I love him. Yeah. And if they can pull this off, I will be shocked. But. Oh, I have no expectations for this. None. Like, well, he's so hands-on in it. I know. Like, here, here's the problem, though. Like, here, here's the I mean, problem. He signed deals in order to get this done. Yeah. He here's wants to. Pro- here's the problem, though. Like, I, I, okay. Like, I talk about, you know, the tri- the Indiana Jones trilogy, and we, in reality, there's four movies. We just, we disregard Crystal Skull, and like with Crystal <laughs> the only Skull. Don't think about Crystal Skull was Mary, but go ahead. Yeah. Like, there are good parts to Crystal Skull. Don't get me wrong. Like. There are there are moments where like I remember it's an Indiana Jones movie, and then there are moments where I remember, you know, it's been twenty five years between Indiana Jones movies, and they probably shouldn't have made this, you know. Yeah. Then like, there are moments where it's Phantom Mess. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> it, it's like. Like, even like the concept of the crystal skull, like I, I, I buy into that. Like, okay, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I kind of get where you're going with this, but at the same time, like it, it just, it loses me so much with like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. You know, like I, I can't think of one good thing I could, you know, like I could point to from Shia LaBeouf in that movie and say, well, that was solid. Like even like the motorcycle chase scene is just like <sighs> okay, you know. Yeah, he just wasn't. It wasn't a solid movie for him. No. I've seen him do better. Put it that way. Yeah. Like I, I always think Indy's better off chasing something of the occult. Like or, like in all honesty, the the the, the two better movies are when he's chasing you know. Something of a, a, a Christian artifact. <laughs> right. You know. The, right, the, right. the cup of Christ and you know the Ark of the Covenant. Hmm. Okay. Let's set, let's send them after uh, Noah's Ark next, please. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was just gonna say that, yeah. Yeah. Get them after Noah's Ark. There's a jewel inside or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's like, just, yeah. It wasn't a bad it, it was just a bad thing. Yeah. Like I said, the only good thing was Marion. Those, anytime she was on screen, it was usually pretty good. Yeah. Maybe just hearing her voice again. You know what I mean? Like, that was exciting. I mean, that was, that was probably the only thing I took away from that movie. Look, kids, it's Karen Allen. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they even fucked up the fight scenes. I mean, I get the greasers and all. I mean, I, I get all that. You know what I mean? But it was just kind of like, 
it's like they tried to capture it and they had it for a minute and then they just lost it. But like the opening of that, like the whole the whole thing that takes place in Area Fifty One, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you thought you were in for a ride. Yeah. Even when they showed the arc and, it, yeah. and the music came on. Oh yeah. That was like, oh, this is gonna be so good. I mean, like they're doing everything right. I mean, everything is like. Going and like play. even like indie like falling short on that swing and like I mean there was like so many things I thought like oh yeah this is Indiana Jones movie yeah, yeah. and yeah, it, it everything it was flat like, but then it, it picks up in certain spots and then you know I have Shia LaBeouf you know swinging with the monkeys oh you know and that was the worst part and then the second worst part was coming up with the ants yeah it was like what. What are we on? Fucking Monster Island? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Did you? I mean, where did where did that shit come from? I don't know. I mean, like, what the fuck? So disappointing. Ugh. I didn't even like you said. I didn't mind the fact of the Crystal Skull either. I thought that I thought the Crystal Skull was actually a pretty cool idea. Right. Um, I even liked the fact of where it went. I mean, I didn't mind. You know what was going on. I mean, it got a little hokey at the end, but I think when I flipped my hat, when I was like, "I'm done." Yeah. Seriously, when I was, I mean, I got through the fight scene in the at the fucking fifties diner and shit like that. And then I was thinking to myself, I was kind of disappointed that it was after the war. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's like. And we're Nazis. And I was like, okay. And so we're getting past that. Dude, when they went into that fucking graveyard or whatever. And the fucking pygmies start coming out. I was like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. This is this is one of the, I mean, that's when it lost me. For sure. Yeah. I was like, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. Seriously. I get it. I was just fucking plugging Billy Barty in there, man. <laughs> Throwing a stick. Billy Barty. <laughs> Throwing a toothpick. All right, let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. Mailbag! And as always, we have an email from a good friend, Superfan Thad. Okay. Oh, my two favorite hosts who have an OnlyFans page. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing. Yeah, thanks. Have you seen the new Jackass movie trailer? <laughs> I can't wait. I like the part where Sean shaves his pubes and puts it in Ian's taco. Yuck. Yeah. They stole that idea from me. I do that all the time at Tim's house. I'm sure you do. There is nothing better in life than when you are sitting outside in the nice weather, holding a beer, and letting the dog lick peanut butter off your junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuck. If I gave you a million dollars, would you let the, the peanut? Would you let the peanut butter off my junk? No, no, not not no. I don't know where your junk has been. I was on I was in Buffalo this week and I went into this bar and they had something I've never seen on a menu before. 
it had three things. Cheeseburger, a dollar fifty. Chicken sandwich, two fifty. Hmm. Hand job, ten dollars. Hmm. So I went up to the bar and I asked the barmaid, Are you the one who gives the hand jobs? She blushed blushed and said, Yes, I am. I, I told her, wash your hands. I want a cheeseburger. Done. Done. Sean, have you had to put together any stupid items for Nancy lately? I like it when you bitch and complain on the podcast. Uh, no, no, I haven't had to put anything together in, in, in recent memory. Uh, we seem to have got all that, out, that shit out of the way. Now it's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. What is Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim sent me a picture of his wiener, and you will never guess what he did. Tim took his wiener to a pirate game. Tim's wiener was everywhere. Tim's wiener was laying in his seat. Tim's wiener was on the lady in front of him. Tim even had his wiener on the pirate parrot. Wow. This wiener really gets around. Yes. Tune in next week to see what Tim's wiener is up to. Okay, time to go. Platypus whispered in my ear. I have a strap on with your name on it. You don't have to peg. I mean, tell me twice. Well. I'm sure that was an exciting time, Thaddeus. <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Like you said, it's an email, like Thad does each and every week. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really, really easy to find. And uh, also, we're a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, uh, for taking the time to enjoy us each and every week. We can't thank you enough uh, for that. Yep. And so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.